All right, tonight I'm, I'm actually going to read from a, um, a story that I've actually covered pro- a couple of times, probably, probably do at least once a year, maybe even more. Um, you know, and, and sometimes, I don't know, sometimes it's even hard for me to actually teach on something I've already taught before. But, you know, I always pray and ask God to, to lead me and guide me, to show me, um, you know, to minister on something that, that I know someone needs. You know, and also, too, I don't know how many times I can just remember my grandfather um, quoting Romans ten seventeen, and he would say it this way. He always said, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. From, you know, faith comes by continually hearing the word of God, not just by having heard one time. And so, you know, um, um, you know, the more we hear, the more our faith grows. In fact, um, I, I remember a story my grandfather told um, um, back whenever he was traveling. He actually, especially in, the, in more of the olden days, they did longer meetings. And so he was um, at a place and he was starting his third week um, at a particular meeting. And there was a gentleman who had, and, in, and the way he would do his meetings, in the morning time, he would primarily talk on faith. And then nighttime, maybe he did more healing, but the morning time, he'd always do faith. And so the... Um, and um, if you've heard my grandfather minister a lot, he ministered on some of the same scriptures over and over and over again. So there was a gentleman there, one of the, I think he's one of the deacons in that church, and he had been there every service. And so he um, started out, you know, the, the third week, and he asked my grandfather, came up and said, well, Brother Hagen, um, are you going to go a little beyond this week and maybe get a little deeper? Um, you know, because, you know, we've been reading the same scriptures over and over again. And my grandfather said, well, and so he, well, actually, he said, so when are you going to move kind of beyond those scriptures? He said, well, whenever you get it. He, he says, I'll move to something deeper when, when I'm convinced that everybody in the room understands what we're talking about right now. But until you get a hold of it, then we're not going to move any, any, any deeper. And, and a lot of times I think there are some ministers that they, they go so deep that they go over everyone's head. Yeah. You know, if you show up at, at a service... And after you leave, your whole thought was, that guy's smart. You know, then that's great. I'm, I'm glad he's smart. Praise God. Maybe he went to college. Maybe he learned Greek. Maybe he learned Hebrew. You know, maybe he could give you all the Greek words and, you know, put them all together. Or maybe he just knows how to read a Bible dictionary, you know, because you can do that too. Um, you know, can you hold a concordance? I mean, you know, maybe he's a good concordance reader. I, I don't know. But the purpose of coming to a service is to get something. Amen. All right? I mean, the purpose is, is, is for you to, to leave and say, man, I learned something today. I mean, man, my faith is built today. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm excited about God today. You know, but I don't know how many times that I've, uh, you know, I've seen someone minister. I'm like, you know, I didn't really get much out of that. I'm more confused whenever I left than it was when, whenever I you know, came in, you know, and after a while with, you know, all the Greek words, I start getting hungry and decided I, I'll, I'll start looking, you know, because I'm like, I'm just, I'm so confused. I don't know where I'm going to do. I'm so, let's figure out where we're going to go eat. Maybe we should have Greek food. Um, so I actually do like Greek food, but there's not really many Greek restaurants that I found that really makes it, it like they do in Greece. So you have to go to Greece to get some Greek food that's really good. So anyway, um, what we're going to look at is from Mark chapter 4, and I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. Mark chapter 4, 
Um, verse 35, I, I call this, uh, you know, the story where Jesus speaks to the winds and the waves. I mean, I'm sure he speaks to the storm, and most of you know the story. You can probably quote the story. But um, we're going to go ahead and read, starting Mark 4, starting with verse 35. It says, as evening came, you know, so obviously it's getting dark. Um, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross um, to the other side of the lake. So I'm going to stop right there. All right. So notice if you have your Bible, um, notice that let's cross the other side of the lake is actually in red letters because it was Jesus doing the speaking. Now notice Jesus didn't say, well, maybe we'll cross the other side of the lake. You know, Jesus didn't, or he didn't say, we're going to go to the middle of the lake and drown. Didn't say that. Or he didn't say, you know what, I'm going to help you get to the middle of the lake, and after that, it's, it's, it's on your own, whether we make it to the other side. He said, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Me- meaning, we're going to go to the other side. Come on. All right? Um, so, um, I don't know about you, but if I was a disciple, and I was right with Jesus, I would actually believe what Jesus said. Because he's Jesus, the greatest person to ever walk the earth. And you're with him in the same boat. And whenever he, he gives you the command, we're going the other side of the lake. I mean, I would believe him. Just like, you know, I, I believe the words that Jesus spoke in, in the Bible that we read. And, and so um, I wouldn't question Jesus when he spoke because, we, you, know, you know, the disciples had seen all kinds of different miracles even by that time, I know we're only four chapters in the mark, but they'd seen all kinds of miracles. I mean, they, you know, they, they seen them all, you know, they've seen them feed people, you know, with a couple of fish and you know, a couple of loaves of bread and things like that. I mean, you know, um, you know, he gives a command. Well, it's going to happen. Why? Because Jesus said so. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure all of you growing up at some point in time um, have played the game Simon Says. And we'll play the game Simon says, you know, and, you know, and he would say, do this. And if Simon didn't say, you would get out or whatever. But you know what? Jesus saying something is more important than Simon saying something. Amen. You know, so when Jesus says it, we should believe it. So Jesus gave the command, let's go over to the other side of the lake. It wasn't a suggestion. It wasn't, you know, well, I'm praying about what's going to happen in the middle of this, in the middle of this some lake. You know, I'll get back to you whenever I'm, I'm going to go take a nap and get back to you. He didn't say that. He gave a command. We're going to the other side. And I'm, I'm telling you here today that Jesus has gave a command. You're going to get through this. You're going to get through your situation. You're, you're going to get through your storm. As long as you focus in on me. Anyway, he goes on to say, so they took Jesus in the boat and started out leaving the crowds behind Although other boats followed. Now, I, I don't know how long the other boats stayed with them, but anyway, they did follow. Um, but soon a fierce storm came up. Now, I, I believe that it must have been a, a pretty bad storm because they used the word fierce storm. They didn't say a storm came up. They said a fierce storm. It, it was a bad storm. All right. It was probably, you know, you've, you've all, we've all been there. Whenever we looked in the sky, there was all kinds of thunder and lightning and, you know, your dogs are barking and all kinds of stuff. Like you can't sleep. You know, it always does seem for. I don't. I don't know if it's a meteorological whatever, but I know that always happens to me or in my house in the middle of the night. There's always you know lots of storm, lots of thunder, lots of lightning in the middle of the night. Mainly, I think that reason for that. I can sleep through it, but my dogs can't. 
But if my dogs can't sleep, sleep through it, then they keep me awake. All right. And, you know, usually like, you know, like my granddaughter lives with us and, you know, and normally she can sleep through it too for whatever reason. But when those dogs start barking, the dogs wake her up more than the thunder does. And so it's just kind of a pain and it always seems to happen in the evening and, um, and it was happening in the evening there. So as soon as a fierce storm came up and it says high waves were breaking into the boat. Now I want you to understand they were not on an ocean. Understand that they said that they were on a lake. There's different, you know, an ocean. If you go to the ocean, I actually, um, I know some of you probably don't know that, that I actually used to spend a lot of time at the ocean. You know, someone live in Oklahoma, obviously would spend a lot of time at the ocean. It's kind of a normal thing. Um, I'm a certified scuba diver. Um, some of you don't know that. I actually, you know, done many, many, many scuba dives and, um, I've never scuba dived in a lake. There are people here in Oklahoma that know scuba dive in lakes, but I only scuba dive in the ocean. And, you know, I've went to a couple of shipwreck dives, a couple of other, other, other dives. Um, um, I also, too, when I was younger, um, I never really surfed that much. I mean, I have seven stitches on my foot to show you why. Um, <laughs> one time, that was, that was one of my attempts at surfing. Um, but, but I used to do a, a lot of them. Um, of bodyboarding, you know, where you have this board, sometimes they call it boogie board. And, and so um, I used to go out to some pretty, pretty nice waves, especially in Hawaii. And in fact, the um, only time I got in trouble out there one time, not, not in trouble, I got told by my mom, not by the waves. Um, I took my dad bodyboard at a place called Sandy Beach in Hawaii. Sandy Beach is actually on the, on Oahu, um, that's where, that's where Honolulu is. It was, it's on the, like, the windy side of the island, so there's a lot of wind. And what happens, the waves actually come all the way and crash right on the sand. And so, um, and so I, my dad really hadn't done much bodyboarding. I've been doing it for years. And, and so, but, you know, my dad, at that age, I mean, that time, he thought he could do anything. So me and him go out there. And, um, and so um, when you have a bodyboard, um, you have a thing called a leash, you know, kind of like you know, I know you, you know, have dogs with leash. So what you do is you have, um, it's, it's actually hooked to your board. And actually, I hook it to, to your arm. So that way, if the board goes flying, your arm still has that leash on there. Well, that day, we broke three leashes because the waves were, were cracking, down, cracking down so hard that it was actually pulling um, so far. And, and so I told my dad, I said, here's what's going to happen. You're, you're gonna, if you catch a wave, it's going to be awesome for a while. You know, they're pretty center, you know, and that's great. But a lot of times you go to catch a wave and you miss the wave. And what's going to happen is going to crash over the top of you. And what you're going to do here is, is you're going to go underwater, whatever it does, you know. And as, um, as soon as you can, you come up, take a big breath because another wave is going to hit you. Right. And as soon as the second wave hits you, you go back under. And usually maybe, you know, by the time the third wave, you're probably getting, you know, close enough you can, you can um, get back out. And so basically my dad almost drowned um, because he didn't take my advice very good. We had to go. My mom got mad because she was there, had to go in. So after that, my dad, every time I go to Hawaii, my dad, mom's like, well, don't go to Sandy Beach. I'm like, but why not? My mom also said, don't go scuba diving too, by the way. Um, You know, um, so, but, you know, um, my point is, is that sometimes it can be pretty dangerous in an ocean with some of these waves. And I've actually, I was at the north side of the island where um, watching a, a surfing contest one time, and they had 20, 25 foot waves. I mean, you, you, you realize, you know, you know, I'm like six, three 
I mean, 25 foot, that, that's, like, that's like over three times, I mean, four, almost four times my height. You know, so those are pretty big waves. But this was actually on a lake. And so, so we know what lake looks like around here because we've, you know, we, we have lakes. Um, and um, because we have a lot of wind in Oklahoma, sometimes you can get some waves in, in here. But evidently, these waves got pretty big. You know, and it was pretty scary. Now, you understand, let me also think about, we have to think about the day and age. They didn't have motorboats. Now, you realize that the only way to, to move that boat was either through wind or through, um, you know, paddling. And, and I guess, you know, you had to make sure that the wind's going the right direction to use the wind. So, so I don't know if, some, if they're half in the row. I don't know what they're doing. And two, when, the, when there's storms, the wind can go this way, that way, all kinds of ways. But it wasn't fun out there. There were a lot of waves. And um, also, too, I don't know if any of you have been on a, a boat with a lot of waves. Some people are getting seasick. I don't know. Maybe the disciples were getting seasick, you know, throwing up, which is kind of gross, too. I, I know we went on a fishing trip at, as a church one time, um, and I didn't go. Um, actually, I was in college at the time, and um, so it was, um, I actually had class, and so I couldn't miss. And so my dad says, so you wouldn't have got sick, son, from from." From the waves, that wouldn't have been no big. You would have got sick watching everybody else throw up. And so, um, so I don't know, but, but all I know that there were high waves, the Bible says, um, breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. So the waves were so big, I don't know how big the boat was, it was actually throwing water into the boat. So I, I get it. That, that could look a little scary. Now, the reason I'm kind of describing it, because I want you to understand what it looked like. All right? So um, now... Verse number 38 tells us that Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his, head on, with, with his head on a cushion, according to the New Living Translation. So in the middle of all this stuff, with the thunder, with the, with the winds, with the waves, with the water coming in the boat, Jesus is sleeping. Now, why was Jesus sleeping? Because he already, you know, probably because he was tired, because probably, you know, one thing I will tell you, a lot of times whenever you minister a lot, a lot of times, you know, you don't think you, you, you exude a lot of energy, but you do. And I know a lot of times after ministry, you get a little tired. Plus it was evening, you know, and I don't know what time that he got up in the morning, you know, I, you know, I have no clue. But the point was, is he was sleeping through all this. And the reason he was sleeping is because he already gave the command, we're going to go the other side. He didn't say we're going to go to the other side, maybe. He didn't say, well, we're going to pray about it, whether we get to the other side. He already said we're going to go to the other side. So he was able to relax knowing that, you know, his plan was, is, I don't know if you've ever been on a car ride, that it seems if you, go to, if you take a nap, now, as long as you're not driving. If you're driving, please do not take a nap. But if somebody else is driving and you fall asleep, it seems like it takes a lot less time than, than it does if you don't go to sleep. Uh, I, I know I, I always, um, you know, when my kids were growing up, I'd always encourage them to go to sleep. First of all, because that way they wouldn't fight with each other. Secondly, they wouldn't ask the, the, the old question, you know, Dad, how long is it going to be? Are, are we there yet? Or, or, or you know, when, you, when you're sleeping, you don't, you don't have to say, hey, Dad, i got to go to the bathroom. Or I need something to eat, you know, like every, every 15 minutes. I mean, um, I... I remember taking a trip one time from Tulsa to Austin, like a 10-hour drive, and I don't know how many times. I mean, I, I think we stopped six times, you know, because my three boys, and they got, we had to stop for everything, you know, and, 
you know, at that point in time, we didn't have all the fancy little handheld games for them that, you know, everyone like you do now, you know, um, you know, they were getting bored doing stuff and then they were fighting with each other and then they're hungry. They got to go to the bathroom and all this stuff. It, it was terrible. So I'm like, can you guys not go to sleep? You know, so, um, but Jesus was just sleeping and evidently, you know, he, he must've been, um, in a deep sleep because it says the disciples woke him, um, you know, shouting at him. I mean, so, you know, and obviously, like I said, I mean, he's, he's, he's right there in the middle of a boat. Um, it doesn't seem like it was one of those boats where they had like a cabin where he's down there, you know, it seems like he's probably just in the back of a normal boat would, you know, and so as far as what we're reading, so, I mean, I'm sure he might've been getting wet, but he wasn't worried about it because we're going to the other side, but his disciples begin to shout at him. I mean, you know, this is the one time where we see the disciples shouting at the master, you know, the word says shout, it says, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? All right. You know, the, the thing about it is, is that, um, their thought pattern was, I don't care that Jesus said that we're going to go the other side. I don't care that he's in our boat. We're still going to drown. You know, and sometimes for whatever reason, that's our same, same thought pattern when the storms of life hit us. Even though we have Jesus in our boat, you know, even though he's directing our path, for whatever reason, we can't see the master for the storm. You know, and the thing is, is that we need to focus in on the right thing. Let's focus in on Jesus. You know, the fact is, if Jesus is able to sleep, then I should be able to rest as well. I should be able to sleep. You know, in fact, um, they tell you, if you are to have a heart attack, the best thing you can do is relax. The best thing you can do is relax. Because if you freak out, then that makes your heart rate, your heart pump even more blood. The best thing you can do if having a heart attack is relax. And, um, you know, just some... I know I'm sure it's probably hard to relax, but I mean, I said that's the best thing you can do. In fact, I found out the best thing to do whenever you have any kind of storm in life is just calm down. It's just relax. And the thing about it, you know, being a born-again Christian, that we know that these storms are only temporal. We know that we have Jesus in our boat at all times. I mean, you know, the Bible says he will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, being born again, you know, we tell everyone, well, well, Jesus walks with me. I mean, as a little kid, we act like Jesus, all, you know, well, he's on the inside. Well, if he's on the inside, why are you worried about a storm? He's not just in your boat, he's in your heart. He's on the inside of you. So maybe you need to look to the inside instead of looking at the outside. You know, because storms do come. You know, and some of them seem pretty bad. You know, but it's not about... There's no storm that's able to over, overtake Jesus. All right, as long as Jesus is going to be okay, you're going to be okay because you're, you guys are together. You know, it's, it's not about you, it's about Jesus. And that's what we have to understand. So anyway, it says, then Jesus woke up and he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. You know, and, and then he asked them, why are you afraid and do you still have no faith? And, and um, I kind of assumed that when he asked him, he probably did the shout. He was probably shouting back at them. Why are you afraid and don't you have any faith? I mean, you've been with me all this time and you have no faith. No faith. 
Now, what he was actually saying is, you don't have any faith in me. You don't have any faith in, in the words that I speak. You, you, you don't have any faith in, in what I've done. I mean, you know, why can't you believe? But I, I believe that he's asking the same question because sometimes that we look at the, the, these stories and we think, man, the disciples were a bunch of idiots. If I was with Jesus, I wouldn't worry about nothing. You know, if I would, yeah, but Jesus is with, with you and you worry about everything. Yeah, but I can't see him. See, that's the thing is that people, you know, but, you know, faith is believing you have something when you can't see it. You know, it takes faith to be saved. Just like it takes faith to go through a storm. You know, but the storms of life will happen. And so we have to be prepared. Well, what do you do when there's a storm, out, a storm outside? You look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, um, anyway, it goes on after Jesus basically rebuked the disciples and said they don't have any faith. The disciples were absolutely terrified and said, who is this man? They asked each other, even the winds and waves obey him. Now we understand, you know, which is pretty awesome, but you also need to understand is that this is the man that dwells with you. The spirit of the living God dwells with you, the one that can speak to the winds and to the waves. He's, he's on the inside. So, so how much easier should it be for us not to worry about the storms of life? You know, it should be easy for us to, to get through it. Now, you know, re- remember that um, your mom always told you growing up that actions speak louder than words. Well, Jesus didn't just speak the words. He, you know, he took the action. He, you know, he took stripes on his back for your healing, for, 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 for your, your sickness storms. He died upon the cross. And as he, the last words on, 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 his, on the earth was it, it is finished. You know, meaning that suffering for all mankind is finished because I've taken care of that. Then he went down and defeated Satan. And he arose to the right-hand side of the Father. And because he lives, we can face tomorrow. We sing about it. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Well, is, really all, is all fear really gone whenever you're still worried about the storm? Because he lives, we know the future. You know, I mean, we're going to get through this. We're going to make it. And, you know, and I always say this, you know, you know, maybe if they wouldn't have woke up Jesus and none of the disciples did anything about the storm, you know, maybe there was going to be a storm, but they were still going to make it to the other side. Whether there's winds, whether there's waves, whether there's storms, you're going to make it to the other side because Jesus is right there with you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to get to the middle, middle of, of the lake and say, you know what, guys, I'm out of here. You're on your own. You know, I took you this far. Now it's up to you. But, you know, I think sometimes, you know, Christians don't say that, but that's how they act. That's how they act. And, and even whenever they've seen, you know, God working in their life and get them to one situation, they get into another situation. They're like, so, well, yeah, but, but this is a different kind of storm. Yeah, but if he helped you through the last storm, he'll help you through this storm. Yeah, but it's a, it's a different storm. There's not winds and waves in this one. This one, this, this one feels like a, it's more tornadic. Or, you know, you know, here in Oklahoma, we have different kinds of storms. You know, you know we have thunderstorms, and then we have tornadoes, and the, those are a little bit different. And then here recently, we get to have earthquakes too, you know, and, and then, you know, remember a couple of years ago, we, we had, we had um, a blizzard and a tornado at the same time or, or, or thunderstorm. I mean, you know, we have all these, you know, weird kind of storms. 
But I'm here to tell you is that we're living in the last days. And the last days tell us to expect more storms. Expect more storms. You know, because I actually, growing up, you know, in church, I mean, I've been in church all my life, um, you know, and to hear a lot of people speak, you know, you think, I mean, there is no storms when you're a Christian. That, that's why when I speak out, we talk about the storms all the time. You know, because you're going to face storms. It's just what's your attitude when the storm comes? What's your attitude? Are you focusing on Jesus? Or are you still looking at the storms? Are you look, because as long as you look at the winds and waves, it's kind of like whenever Peter, when, 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 he was, when Jesus walked on the water and, and Peter said, well, if it's you, master, let me come out there. And he began to walk on the water. And as long as he looked at Jesus, there was no problem. But then all of a sudden he began to look around and he began to fall. You've got to keep your eyes on Jesus in the middle of your storm. And I know it's not always easy because storms are distracting. Storms are scary. I mean, you know, and, and probably even from a young age that you probably kind of learn, you know, you know, a storm is scary. You know, and a lot of times because you might have seen the devastation of, of what some storm did, and then you get very, very afraid. Um, you know, I love my wife. She, she's an awesome lady, you know, but, but when it, she does not like tornadoes, you know. Also, she's not very good with ge- geography either. I want to let you know that. She'll, she'll admit it as well. You know, when you live in Oklahoma, learn the counties. I mean, you know, I mean, which, you know, the great thing about Oklahoma, you have, you have plenty of time to actually see a county map and figure out what county and this and everything else. And sometimes my wife gets afraid of tornadoes that, that are, it's already past us. It's already went since only another county. And she's freaking out because, because the storm tracker's over there talking about how bad it is. And I'm like, well, it's not even coming. Or sometimes it might, you know, not got to Tulsa yet, but, but, but it, it's, it's not going in the direction coming down here. Now, I understand sometimes it can shift, but, but the chances of it hitting us was, was kind of not, not really good. All right. In fact, a lot of times I just wish my wife would just take cover so, so that way I could have some peace and, and, and quiet. Um, you know, because, um, she gets concerned. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've got calls, especially if, if, you know, if I've been at work and she's at home and now, you know, there's tornado warnings. I said, you know, there's a difference between a tornado and a warning and a watch. They're just warning. There might be a tornado. I mean, <laughs> Oklahoma, we, tor- I mean, half the, half the tornado season is tornado warnings. Who cares? You know, but. You know, tornado watch is a little bit different, you know, but even tornado watch, you know, until someone spots one on the ground, that, that's when I get a little concerned, okay? You know, but, you know, I just, I'm, I'm not as concerned because I know how to pray. Right. I know how to believe God, and, and, and I believe, you know what, you know, if the tornado is going to come, I believe the, the Lord's going to give me direction to, to get out of the path or, or take cover or, or whatever, um, you know, I, I know that there was one evening, and this always happens in the evening, it seems, like, you know, middle of the night, and, and um, our weather guys telling us, that, you, know, you know, everything, and then the tornado sirens started going off, and, you know, of course, as soon as it went off, I, I you know, put some clothes on, went in the front yard, looking around, because um, I live in Oklahoma, I'm a, I'm a typical Okie, you know, it's what you do, you go outside, look around, you know, want to see if it's, you know, really a tornado, um, so... I will say when I was looking around, you know, it was 
there's rain all around and stuff. And so it was kind of interesting. So, but, um, so what I do, I went back and got in bed. Um, my wife decides she wants to take cover and, and we have like a pantry, probably the best thing was we, we've had this discussion, what's the best place to be. And that's kind of what we figure. So she goes, are you not going to take cover? I said, no, I'll take cover when, when, when I feel like it, you know, if, if, if I feel the urgency, I'll take cover right now. I want to, I mean, I'm not going to go to sleep. I'm going to sit here and watch the, the weather, but my bed's more comfortable than the pantry. Now, I guess the pantry, a good thing about it, there is food there. So, you know, um, you know, you know, you can eat, but I really wasn't hungry. It was like three and four in the morning. I really wasn't that hungry. You know, I was more sleepy than I was anything else, you know, and, and then, um, um, after a while, I actually fell back asleep when they're still in the pantry, but it's okay. Um, you know, woke up and everything is fine. Um, you know, but, you know, and, and I'm not saying, you know, we, 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 need, we need to be cautious. I, I do understand that. But the thing is, is that, is that when storms come, we've got to focus in on Jesus. Now, um, reading one of the scriptures that I read quite a bit, but I'm going I'm to read it from the New Living Translation. That's um, John 10.10. 10. The New Living Translation says it this way, and I, I like to say it because sometimes we don't understand. It says, the thief, and I want to make sure everyone understands that the thief in, in this scripture means the devil, all right? So I'm going to say instead of the thief, I'm going to say the devil. The devil's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, you know, we always you know, pray that, 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 that we'll fulfill our purpose in life. Well, his purpose in, the, in life is to destroy yours. Do you understand that? So the devil's purpose in life is to form storms over your life. That, that's his purpose. That's his purpose. And, um, but it goes on to, to say, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Now, um, you know, we can't, I mean, either one purpose is going to win or the other purpose is going to win. Either, either your life is going to get destroyed or it's going to be rich and satisfying. And so you need to decide Ahead of time, you're going to have the rich and satisfying part. Amen. All right, but you need to also understand that the thief is going to continue to throw storms at you over and over and over again. And some storms might be minor, and some storms might be major, but a storm is a storm. All right? They all come from one source. That's the devil himself. But you know what? Ultimately, the devil doesn't win the battle. I mean, we have chapter and verses for it. And ultimately, Jesus already defeated the devil. And in the name of Jesus, that we have power. We have power. And so if you know your authority and you, and you know your, your power and you know who's in your boat, I mean, when a storm comes, you're going to get through this. You know, and, and, and I get it. Sometimes storms come and they seem to last a little longer than we would like them to last. Sometimes it seems to be a little uncomfortable. It seems to be a little scary. But you know what? I don't care how scary it looks. I, I don't care how many winds come. I don't care if you feel that your, your, your boat's almost going underwater because it's so full, you know, of the devil trying to do something. You know, you need to hang on to know that Jesus is with you at all times. Amen. And you're going to make it. Amen. Because, see, if you have the attitude you're going to make it and you're going to get through this, it's a whole lot easier to go through the storm if you know that you're going to make it. Now, if, you, if, if your thought pattern is, this storm might take me out, whether it takes me out financially, physically, spiritually, emotionally, whatever, if you, if you think this storm's going to take you out, then you start to fear. 
Now, you cannot be in fear and faith at the same time. You're either in fear or you're in faith. And so I want to encourage you when you're going through a storm, because I'm here to tell you, you will be going through a storm. If you're not going through right now, you're going to go through one at some point in some time. Because the thief, his purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, you realize that none of those things are, are, are good things. I mean, you know, if I was to tell you, I mean, let's just say, let's just, if, if there's somebody that, um, that lived on your street, all right, and they told you that their purpose in life is to steal, steal from you, to kill you and to destroy you and your family, you'd probably call the cops on them. You, you would probably get better security systems. You might, you know, you might get a, a dog or, or, you know, uh, you know, I'm talking about, a, you know, one of those dogs that's going to bite somebody, you know, not, not, a, not a little chihuahua or something like that. You would probably, you know, it's Oklahoma, so you would probably purchase one or more guns, one for the whole family, you know, and one for the dog or, what, or whatever. I mean, because you would be concerned, you would take precautions, you, 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 you would be, you know, but you know, a lot of us, when it, you know, even though we know the devil's going to attack us, we just sit around like, okay, devil, attack me. I mean, you know, we, you know, we're, 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 you know, we're, we're, we just leave ourselves open. You know, and, and, and when we do get attacked, you know, we're like, well, God, why, why didn't, you know, we, you know why, why didn't you do anything about it? And so we're, we're so busy telling God, why didn't you do anything about it? Instead of, so, you know, trusting him in the middle of your storm. And a lot of times you're arguing with God, you know, don't argue with God, just get through your storm. You know, I, I know people are trying to figure out, well, what did I do? Did I miss it? I mean, I mean, how did I get here? I don't care how you got there, you're there. So, you know, you need to get to the... To, Put your focus in on the, the, the guy whose purpose is to, is to get you through this, and not only get you through this, but, but to help you have an abundant life. And when you're going through the storm, you know what? You can smile and be happy. You know, there, there's been many times I've gone through a lot of storms, and nobody ever knew it. You know, a lot of times I don't talk about it. I mean, you know, now a lot of times if it's physical, I, I talk about it because I want people to stand and believe with me. You know, a lot of times it's financial, I don't really say much about it because, you know, you know, I don't want everyone knowing everything about my finances and, and things like that. You know, but, but, um, but there's a lot of times people have, have no clue what's going on because when I show up, I still smile, I still laugh, I'm still joyful, I'm still happy, you know, because why not? I mean, you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength according to the word. I mean, you know, the, the Bible tells me to count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations, trials, adverse circumstances, just to be happy. You know, I mean, you know, I, I'm happy all the time. You know, even when sometimes things aren't, you know, hunky-dory in my life or my family's life, you know, uh, I, there's nothing that's going to get me down when, when it, whenever I have the one that, that gets me up on the inside. You know, and, 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 and yeah, we, we all face storms. But, but you know, I, I think in life, and I think that the purpose of this message is to be prepared for the storm. And to be prepared, you know, we are living the last days. And the last days, the, it says the, the things so, so wax worse and worse. And, and we're going to see more, more storms. But I, but I believe that, 
you know, as more storms come, we're also going to see the glory of God also manifest more. We're going to see, we're going to see many more testimonies, how God got people out of some, some terrible things and, 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 you know, and, and some supernatural healings that, that you're like, I don't know how that took place. I mean, I mean, that seems impossible, but, but, you know, I believe that we are living in the last days and I know we've been living the last days since I've been alive, you know, for 50 years now. It's, I mean, in, in church, everyone's always saying, well, it's the last days, it's the last days. But, but I do believe that, that, that we're nearing the end. And I do believe that the devil is on full attack. And so what I want you to do, I want you to expect that the devil is going to continue to attack. I want you to expect, you know, if I'm going to go on, you know, get in the boat, there might be some storms. That, that's just, you know, like, you know, just like we've all accepted the fact, because you live in Oklahoma, that in, in, in a year, in what we call tornado season, there's going to be some tornadoes. Some of them are going to be big and some of them are going to be small. You know, and, you know, but I, I went to a guy's house one time doing some tornado work and he only got hit with an F2, but you know what? His house had a lot of, uh, you know, his roof was all, you know, had holes in it and all kinds of stuff was, you know, not because of their holes. I mean, you know, the rain came in, they're probably gonna have to tear us out. You know what the tornado didn't do? They're gonna probably tear the house down anyway, you know, because I'm sure there's mold, mildew. Whatever. You know, I didn't walk up to that guy and say, well, you know, last year I was doing tornado work and this guy got hit with an F5 and his house was completely destroyed. You know, you even have half a house here still. I mean, I mean, there was, that wasn't good news. You know, just because some, sometimes it's a small storm, you can still do a lot of damage. You know, and, and I know sometimes people think, well, well, you know, this is big, this is, you know, it, they're, they're going to be small storms, they're going to be big storms, but you know what? You're gonna get, you can get through them all. You can get through them all if you'll stay grounded on the word, if you'll stay focused in on Jesus. Amen. You know, and I like to, you know, I, I don't know if it's a purposeful, but the fact that he was sleeping, um, you know, I thought about this. I mean, you know, he was sleeping through the storm. You know, a lot of things that we read in the Bible are examples for us to follow. Yes. You know, and I think maybe what he's saying is, you know what, when you're going through your storm, just rest. That's right. Just rest. Put your head on a pillow. You, you know, you've been there. We've all been there. Whenever you're going through a storm, you put your head on the pillow and you can't fall asleep because your mind keeps thinking about all the stuff that's, that's going on and all this attack and all these, these things. But you know what? Just put your head on, on a pillow and go to sleep because I got it under control. Yeah. It'll all be okay. Yeah. We're going to make it. We're going to get through this. You know, and, and yeah, we're going to get through this storm, but, but I'm here to tell you there's going to be another storm, but you're going to get through that one too. And you're going to get through the next one. And the next one, I don't care how big it is. I don't care how small it is. There, there's going to be storms. Some of them will be physical. Some of them will be financial. Some of them will be emotional. Some of them, you know, will, will, will be with your, you know, sometimes your storm is not actually you, but it's a member of your family that's going through a thing. And because your family going through it, you know, you emotionally are having, you know, stress and everything else. You're going to make it. We're all going to make it as long as we trust in the Lord. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Because sometimes, you know, when it looks like you're not going to make it. But you know what? How many times? I mean, just the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago, whenever Patrick Mahomes threw a second interception, I'm thinking, the Chiefs are not going to win. They're not, but you know what happened? At the end of the game, they won. And there's going to be some games where you feel like, man, I just threw another interception. 
the, the devil has the ball and there's only a minute left. I don't know how I'm going to do I mean, what's, I mean, how are we going to get through this? But see, the thing about it is, it's not for you to win the battle. It's, it's for you to focus in on Jesus because he's already won the battle. Yeah. See, some of us are trying to win something we've already won. We're, we're trying to win when we've already won. The Bible says that we're victorious through Christ Jesus. So we, we have the name of Jesus. So, so, you know, and the, the thing about it is, and the, see, the disciples didn't have this, what we have. You know, we have the authority to stand in the middle of our boat and say, say, you know, Storm, you have to stop. You have to cease in the name of Jesus. And we have that power. We have the authority. And, and I have actually literally stood up, you know, and, and stood up and pointed to, to my storm, even when it was a financial storm, but, you know, because, you know, maybe a point to your bank account. You know, the great thing about it, you can get your, you, you can check your balance, you know, even on, on your device or on your phone. And sometimes your balance says negative 125. <laughs> and you're like, okay, let's see. You know, I just got paid last week. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, what are you going to do? Praise God. Anyhow, you know, it, you're, you're going to make it. There's going to be storms, you know, but. It doesn't matter because Jesus is with you and we have the power to get through every storm that we'll ever face. Whether it's big, whether it's small, Jesus is with you. Remember, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's not going to take you in the middle of the storm and drop you off and say, you're on your own. You're never on your own. You're all, you're all, he's always with us. You're, you're never by yourself. I mean, you know, and that's the thing. So many Christians act like they're by themselves in the, in, in the middle of their storm. And they're not. Or they act like it's just them and their wife. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and we praise you. We, we, we praise you for, for everything you've done for us. And we, we thank you, Father. To help us to understand each and every time that we're going through a storm, that Jesus Christ is with us and he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. And and we're going to get through every situation, every circumstance. Father God, we thank you if anyone is here that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We we thank you, Father, that, that, that they will meet him tonight, Father. We thank you if there's anyone with heads bowed and eyes closed, if there's anyone here that you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want them, you to lift your hand right now. We want to make sure that you do know um, and that you accept him as your Lord and Savior. Or maybe here tonight and you say, Craig, I, I knew Jesus and I walked with him, but I turned my back and I went away and I want to come back home. I want to make him Lord and Savior in my life again. If that's you, if you're here and you've never been saved or you want to rededicate your life to God, lift your hand. We want to pray with you. I, I, I believe most of you are saved, but, but I always want to give someone a chance. Father God, we don't see any hands, but we thank you if anyone is here that does not know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We thank you, Father, for sending laborers across their path on a daily basis. And we thank you in advance that, that they will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We thank you for it now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Let's all stand up.